Welcome back to Overexposed, Pexel's weekly podcast made by and for ambitious creatives. I'm your host, Wendy, and our guest today is one of Pexel's very own Ricky Esquivel. Ricky is our in-house videographer who will be helping us answer the question that you've probably been seeing everywhere. What the F are NFTs? <laughs> now, all jokes aside, it can be very confusing knowing whether or not you want to believe in this hype because there's so much information out on the news and social media. It's definitely hard to discern which ones to believe in. But have no fear, this episode will cover all of the essential information that you need to decide whether or not this is something you want to consider getting involved in. We'll be covering what NFTs are and why you should care, who the key players are right now in the industry that you should be looking out for, and overall what this means for the future of art and commerce, specifically for photographers. So let's get into the episode. Welcome, Ricky, to the podcast again. It's been a while since we chatted on Overexposed. One of the first episodes we did was for the road trip back in 2019, which is crazy to think that was so long ago, but it's great to have you back on. Thank you so much, Wendy. Yeah, I mean, the whole 2020 year just flew by. So yeah, it's been like over a year and like and a half or I don't know it's been a very long time since that trip and of course since the the time we spoke so I'm glad to be back. <laughs> For those that are listening who don't know who you are can you just give us like a quick introduction? For sure yeah so I'm a photographer slash editor so I'm part of the community team with Pexels so you know I edit YouTube videos and stuff like that. Yeah and today we have a really cool topic it's something that um, if you're a photographer or a creator of any sort I'm sure you're probably overwhelmed by the news about nfts and the reason why i brought ricky onto this podcast was i remember he was talking about it on one of our team calls a while ago and at that time i was like what the heck is this i have no idea what it is i've never heard about it before and then lo and behold like a month or two later it seems like all that's been like talk about in creator news and i guess even like people in financial industries and stuff are talking about it because it does have a lot of money involved. So I'm really excited <laughs> about this episode because Ricky's been pretty into NFTs and he's going to give us a lowdown on what it's about. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it seems like, I don't know, it's been a while since I first mentioned it, but to be honest, like I've been into it for like five months since the very end of October. So in that, you know, in like those four or five months now, it's exploded, like you said. And um, yeah, I'm just excited to talk about it. So let's kick it off with what they are. So like, what are NFTs and why should we even care about it? Yeah, so NFT stands for non-fungible token. And it's pretty much like a digital certificate of authenticity that it lives on a blockchain. Um, so I'm going to be, I'm not going to get too into the weeds, but um, pretty much lives on the like on the blockchain where all the transactions are transparent for anyone to see. So to be specific, it's the Ethereum blockchain i don't know it's pretty much like a protocol for decentralized like applications and like on the other hand bitcoin is like a store mm -hmm. of value but but yeah it's it to be honest like ethereum is very like flexible and versatile so nfts are not they're like a small percentage of what happens on the ethereum blockchain but specifically for artists of course like minting nfts which is when you kind of create you know you kind of like publish like a piece of art, whether it's a video, um, you know, a still image, you kind of like you mint it into an NFT. And it's kind of 
it may seem complicated, like the process, but it's not that complicated. It's a couple of steps and you have to pay a couple of fees and stuff like that. But once you do that, I like to bring in like Pokemon cards, right? <laughs> because a lot of people, they're like, like, why I could just download or like maybe screenshot the image or, or whatever. Right. But that's not the point, because, for example, in Pokemon, which kind of has been uh, blowing up as well this whole past year, um, if you find like a specific Charizard, right, from like, I don't know, the early 2000s, and it's like holographic and stuff like that. It's like those are more valuable than other cards, right? And, um, and so, so I, I tie it into NFTs, because if an artist that you really admire, and you've been following them for a while, if they mint, or, you know, create, let's say 50 or 100 NFTs, um, again, it's like a, it's like a certificate of authenticity. So if you're able to buy that from them, one, it can grow in value, especially like, um, I don't want to, I didn't want to bring people that um, uh, like too early, but, but yeah, with people, he recently sold his first 5,000 days for like 69 point something like $70 million. Wow. And again, a lot of people, they, they might say like, I don't get it. Like, like, how can it be worth so much? But a lot of the time you're investing in the artist, for example, mm -hmm. he's been doing over 13 years of every single day evolving as an artist and just like creating a ton of awesome stuff right so um it's it's the same with like maybe you you have a friend and it's kind of like supporting a small business but also mm -hmm. like like kind of placing your trust or even wanting to create a, more of a connection because I have a very small collection I guess I, I guess under 20 maybe nfts mm -hmm. that I've bought from other people but I follow them more closely, right? So it's like, uh, I kind of want to know what they're up to, uh, what kind of projects they're they're working on and stuff like that. So there's a lot of angles that um, people can look at NFTs and like why it's something they should care about. So, I mean, it's insane. Uh, did you hear about the whole $70 million sale? No, I didn't. I know like people have been like even photographers that I follow um, have been popping up and saying they're starting their own like NFTs and like that's when I started really noticing it but I had no idea that it would be that much money because like you mentioned usually for artists like for the majority of artists if they start a small business or they start a service it's usually like um, maybe if you do really well it's like a couple thousand dollars and if you uh, mm -hmm. obviously if you're like in like doing celebrities or like with huge brands that's obviously more but 70 million is a quite a hefty amount yeah I mean it's the third I think the third largest, like the third most most expensive piece of art that was sold by the auction house Christie's, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, so in general, overall, I think in the history, it's like the third most expensive. Um, but yeah, it's it's another avenue. What I like to tell people is like, it's another avenue to support your artist friends, or if mm -hmm. you're an artist, to possibly make, um, you know, another some more income, right? And uh, I always like to bring in people just because he's. He's huge, right? But he has a ton of followers. But also, I, I really like his strategy because he has always, every single piece of art that he makes every single day, he has always put it under Creative Commons so mm -hmm. people can just like, you know, create on top of it or or use it for honestly whatever they want to, right? And so I'm kind of tying it back into Pexels because that's why I've always found it really cool for me to be able to share mm -hmm. you know my my videos or, or photos on like my pexels profile because it's just another way to to first of all help people out like like 
you know, Beeple has done for such a long time, but it's also another way to um, kind of bring together some more fans, you know, like, like create fans for your work, because I honestly think that that's one of the reasons why Beeple has so many followers. Um, on top of that, obviously, he, he he's has like a great personality and he's super laid back and stuff like that. But him giving away his work is part of the equation that, you know, after 13, 14 years, led him to sell his first 5,000 days for $70 million. So I always like to make that connection because um, a lot of times people like they're, they're kind of very protective. And I mean, they have the right to be, but a lot of times if, if you share like, I don't know, 10%, 15% of, of the photos you take, uh, then it's going to help people out. And in turn, they might like support you in the, in the mm-hmm. future, for example, with this NFTs, like maybe buy one from you and stuff like that. So I always like to make that connection. Yeah, that's a great point. And so we know that Beeple sold his piece of work for $70 million, which is, I'm assuming, on the very, very high end, if not at one side of the spectrum. But for everyday people who maybe want to get into things, how much does the average like NFT piece go for? Or uh, is there a way that people price things? Yeah, so usually if, if if you don't have that large of a following and and you're about to mint your first NFT, you, you don't want to place the the starting bid or the asking price at like, you know, two, three thousand dollars. Um just because it's your first piece, which can give it a lot of value, right? But also you should kind of take into account how much it costs to to mint the NFT. So it's it varies the gas fee, which is how much um it depends on which website you you mint your your piece of art but there's a couple of fees that you have to pay and um, it depends on the time of day and stuff like that because um that's how the ethereum network you know kind of functions but usually let's say it costs like to mint one nft maybe you know 80 dollars or it fluctuates but let's say it's just like 100 bucks so of course you want to bake that into how much you're going to start the bid or, or put the asking price at. But um, yeah, I mean, I'd say a lot of people like their first couple NFTs, they sell them for 300 or 500 mm-hmm. bucks or it, it totally depends because you can also um, it can be a one of one or it yeah. can be, you know, 50 different, um, I guess, additions. So you also have to think about the how rare you want it to be because you can just kind of like create uh well let's say 500 versions of the same like video or image so because there's 500 copies it's not it's going to be worth a bit less yeah versus just like a specific one of one where it's like your most amazing work like you took let's say to create an animation it took you like a month and a half of just like grinding and creating it so that and if you make it one of one it's going to be worth you know more than 100 500 versions so it totally varies and and a lot of people it's like there's some huge people in the space right now but honestly they they got in early but mm-hmm. we're and by early i mean like less than like a year ago yeah. which is you know it's crazy how fast it's moving but what i like to tell people is like we're still like in 10 years because i think it's going to be here to stay right it's mm-hmm. not it's I don't I personally don't think it's a bubble. So in 10 years, like if by the end of this year, you still um, start getting into the space, you're still going to be very early, you know, so I, I think it's something that everyone should at least look at 
-hmm. whether it's to support other artists or maybe eventually mint some of their own pieces. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point because if you think about it, I remember when um, I forget how long it was when Bitcoin came out. But at first, mm -hmm. people are like, "This is not going to work. Uh, how are people going to have this like digital currency and like, let alone making a currency from scratch?" And now you see that people who've invested in Bitcoin are really rich right now, especially the ones that invested into it early. So you mentioned that you got into this about. Five months ago, which was already pretty early. Um, when do you know like when this even started? Uh, so, honestly, I don't know exactly how old like the Ethereum you know network is, but I know that the very earliest players like it was a couple years ago, so 2017, mm. I believe 2018. Um, so there's some people that they're pretty much getting rewarded because they they like for example Bitcoin, like you mentioned, they were early. Adopters and like believers in the space, right? So, so there's some people that because I know a lot of people get discouraged, like oh, these influencers or whatever, yeah. like they have a hundred thousand or more followers, that's why they're having success. But honestly, there's a lot of people that they just they study the space and for like I mentioned, there's people that got in in twenty, you know, twenty nineteen, twenty twenty, of course, and um, they're finding success. And a lot, a lot of times, people say. That you need to have like a thousand, like true fans and yeah. followers. Well, with NFT, honestly, I think it can be as low as like, I don't know, twenty. I mean, yeah. honestly, even if one person believes in your work and believes in that you will get better and like overall just really likes, like the art that you create, that's all it takes to make one sale. So yeah. if you have like fifty. I don't want to say diehard fans, but just people that, yeah, that that they want to own a piece of your art, then that's that's enough, right? So um, it's yeah, like I mentioned, it's it's not too old, and we're still in the very very early days. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it can be tricky in the beginning because obviously there's risk involved when you don't really know uh, what something is about. And I think we've heard the same conversation with Bitcoin, but yeah, like you mentioned with the a thousand true fans, that's something that. Even in the podcasting space that we hear a lot where um, podcasting has been around for a long time. Like I remember I first listened to my first podcast like 2008 and it was like people talking about Twilight because I was really into that. <laughs> but I think right now it's just starting to pick up and you see a lot more people coming in. So you see the kind of the parallels between these things. But uh, for someone who wants to get into this and start putting it out there. Can you tell us a little about about your own experience with NFTs and how you got started and what are the best best practices if someone is considering put, putting their art out there? Yeah, for sure. So I'm actually in the process of of minting my my first ever Genesis piece, which like the first piece ever. So I guess I have more experience, of course, collecting. So I can maybe talk about that mm -hmm. um, because I have a couple of steps when when I see an artist that I really like that they're about to release like, you know, some of their work. Um, there's a couple of steps that I take into consideration because a lot of people are getting in because you can make money, right. um, which of course is an angle, but I think it's it's kind of, it's not the best way to go about it because first of all, the first step is you, you have to like, you, you have to like the piece of art that they're releasing because if you like it, um, you're going to want to have it part of, be part of your collection, but then also other people might, of course, like it as well. So in the future, it, it might sell for more than what you pay for. Um, but again, the community that is being built uh, 
around NFTs is pretty amazing because a lot of the big artists, they're they're making like hundreds of thousands or millions mm-hmm. of dollars, but which can be it can cause FOMO, right? Like a lot yeah. of people, they're like, oh, I want to get into space and and they're kind of like sort of panicking, but it's here to stay. You're still early. And also those artists, they're reinvesting into the community, which is so amazing because um, again, it's another avenue for people to earn income mm-hmm. other than their their normal jobs and stuff like that. So um, so I think, first of all, if you want to collect, you, you have to, again, like the piece of art, but then also want to support the artist. Uh, some websites, it's free for anyone to create or mint their NFT. So OpenSea and Rarible, anyone can make an account. And if they have something they want to mint, they can just go ahead. There's other sites that they have like a curated process where, uh, I mean, Nifty Gateway is like the top one, but um, there's Maker's Place, there's Super Super Rare, um, I think Known Origin. So there's a few where you have to apply to mm-hmm. then be able to like, you know, share your sell, like sell your art on the platform. Um, so there's different websites to take into consideration. But then, yeah, going back to the collecting thing, because of the interest that is like gathering up in this space the most popular artists like they're starting like price is like 500 bucks or a thousand so you can i don't know don't be discouraged if you can't afford that because um a lot of times like i I like going to other websites and like you know purchasing nfts for like you know 150 300 stuff like that because again i believe in in their future of the artist but um but yeah, I mean, in terms of um, minting my my first ever NFT, um, it's it's kind of a blend of like fo- two photos mm-hmm. and a video. So um, I don't know if, if you've seen my social media, like I sometimes like to like edit like these, I don't know, weird little videos because again, I'm a photographer, but like I always like to either edit in like Premiere and stuff like that. So yeah, so I'm excited to, to put it up for sale. So Again, I don't know how it's going to go, but it, it might take, honestly, it might take two to three months for it to sell, but mm-hmm. I don't mind at all because um, I, in the meantime, I'm just going to be putting aside a little bit of money just to like slowly buy some more NFTs because mm-hmm. um, I mentioned I got into the space at the very end of October. Mm-hmm. And um, so I have two beeples in my collection, wow. which after, well, even more after the $70 million sale like those those pieces are going up like they're so high it's like it's crazy like it's even great like just crazy saying the numbers so i think each of those pieces can sell for more than like a hundred a hundred thousand or one hundred fifty thousand dollars which is insane because um and this is an outlier right like you're not gonna buy a piece of art and then six months later be able to flip it for such mm-hmm. an amount of money but i mean again i had been following people for such a long time and i was lucky enough to get it so um just imagine your friend five years from now is like mm-hmm. a huge like artist like there's value so there's a lot of things to consider and like collecting and, and like minting but yeah it's really exciting yeah it's so interesting because like it seems in one way, it's literally like the stock market where it's like supply and demand, you can create your own Mm -hmm. scarcity. And depending on like, what's popular or what people are going for, it really like, adjusts the price based on that. Um, But on the other hand, there's still like, that skill involved of those who are artists. And like, if you think of like art buyers and people in museums who like, really, like think of like, what 
a piece is worth and uh, determine how that much is worth. And it's like these two worlds kind of blending together and being early on, I think a lot of the actions that people are taking right now will, at least from what I've been hearing, might dictate like how things will go moving forward. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You, you, again, you don't want to be a per like you mentioned scarcity. If you carefully plan out like your strategy for releasing your, your most, like the art that is closest to you if you're an artist um you can have success and like you mentioned the nft space it's cutting out the middleman so before mm -hmm. you would have to you know maybe go to like an agency or, or stuff like that and then they'll take a percentage and yeah. of course like th these platforms they'll take a small percentage but this is the the important thing that i haven't mentioned into the contract when creating the nft you can include like a royalty so it's it's amazing because if there are people that are just trying to buy your piece of art to resell it, you still get a cut of the resale, like whatever it resells for. So the standard, I think, is like 10%. Um, so imagine like if if people pieces are selling for 100,000 again and again and again, he's getting 10,000, like 10% or $10,000 yeah. every single time. So you can sell like your first piece for like $300 but if it eventually sells for a thousand, it just keeps compounding. Um, yeah, yeah, you get a hundred bucks at, at randomly, right, in the future, which is so, it's so crazy, um, and it's just like such a an awesome tool that um, that artists are are you know experimenting and using from now on. Mm -hmm. And uh, you mentioned that the piece that you're creating is a mix of photo and video. And maybe it's because I'm new to this space and I don't know too much, but the ones I've been seeing are, they seem like animations or pieces of like digital art. So uh, it doesn't have to be like moving pieces or can they be like still images? And overall, like, what do you think this means for the future of art and commerce, especially for artists and photographers? Um, so no, it, it can be a still image or or an animation and stuff like that. But um, so so the main like the top people in the space right now they are three D artists. Mm -hmm. Um, you know they use Cinema or or Blender and or After yeah. Effects stuff like that. But um, there there has been a bit of a lag for photographers. Like let's say like pure photography. Um, I haven't seen too much mm -hmm. action on that front. But again, it's gonna develop to the point where it's like there's going to be a ton of photography, a ton of 3D, 3D art, a ton of music as well. Um, it doesn't just have to be like visual art. Mm -hmm. So, so I think it's going to, for photographers specifically, it's going to develop even more. And um, again, if, if the art and the photos are really cool and like there's, um there's meaning behind it, like there's a, a bit of a story and, and it's like, like really good work, there is going to be a market for it. Um, so yeah, it doesn't have to be just like moving images or a video or anything like that. I just, I, I personally already like have been experimenting with like, uh, mixing media and stuff like that. So, so that's why my first one, uh, is going to be like a, a moving video, but, um, but no, for sure photos are going to, are going to come up as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so interesting seeing the doors open and this opportunity for, artists to be able to get their work out there and not uh, maybe in the traditional sense where they have to sell it to a gallery or uh, get it licensed they can really take hold of uh, their own future and if they do it right then it could lead to 
um, some really great financial rewards. So I'm really excited to see kind of where this goes and what opportunity it brings for artists and um, that they can actually make money and kind of take hold of their own future with their own choices. Yeah, for sure. So so just imagine like a, an artist and like their personal website. So usually there's like prints and maybe some presets or some sort of assets that they use to, you know, um, come up with some additional income to their regular, you know, routine. But now they can add, you know, they can link out their NFT uh, accounts, like whether it's on multiple websites or they, you know, start off with like OpenSea and Rarible. Um so yeah, it just like you said, it gives people and artists like the chance to, you know, get what they deserve for all the hours and like mm -hmm. years that they put into um, mastering their craft. Again, whether it's pure photography or or video editing or animation or anything like that. So I'm just really happy for for artists to just um, get this opportunity and uh, kind of keep growing and keep learning and um, supporting each other and the community. So very exciting times yeah absolutely and just wrapping up i know you talked a lot about people and he's obviously doing <laughs> super well in this space right now but um for those who are just kind of dipping their feet in the water who are the people that we should be looking out for who are kind of getting like on the rise uh yeah so of course um yeah people's the top guy but this guy justin blau he he um for a record as well like i think he sold the first nft album for i believe 11.7 million dollars uh, like a couple of weeks ago and um it's really cool because i his album is ultraviolet which mm -hmm. I, I think it came out in 2018 and i, I had it on repeat uh, like on, in in 2018 like i really enjoyed the album so then so then yeah he came out with like his first nft i believe was like the album cover only and there was 100 copies so again, because I liked the album and I was like, oh, this is really cool. It was $100 and I bought one of those. And and now with his sale, so again, Bebo is kind of like in the visual, like the leader, but then in the sound or the music, it's Justin as of now, you know, the top sale. Uh, so because of that, now that album cover NFT is worth like 6,000 or a, a bunch of money. So I guess that covers like the sound and, and the visual, but then I guess, um, other than like the 3D artist, there's a 18 year old ferocious has amazing success right now just because it was early, but then also the, the she paints and like creates these amazing pieces of art. Um, so it's ferocious with, instead of the R it's a W. Mm -hmm. uh, so look ferocious up as well. There's Blake Catherine. Um, there's Shams. I, I, I don't know if I'm going to say it right, but her last name is like <laughs> Makea. And then there's Bill Ellis. And there's just a ton of people. And uh, just like as a last thing, it doesn't only have to be like a like an NFT, like in the virtual space, like a lot of artists, they tie in like a physical piece. So, um, you know, whether it's like an experience. So, for example, Justin, his the top six bidders for his uh, his album NFT for life they get special access like backstage access mm. to any of his shows wow. if they show up right so it doesn't always have to be just like the piece of art that exists on your computer and then other people they create like frames uh with like their moving video or mm. image and and just like a bunch of other stuff so a lot a lot of the talk is on the art itself but again ethereum is like it 
art is only a, a small percentage of it, uh, utility wise. And there's going to be a ton of other things that just kind of expand and people just keep on using Ethereum to create a bunch of cool experiences. So yeah, just keep an eye out. And if you're curious, just keep keep uh, reading up on, on it. Or I guess you can message me if you guys want. But um, yeah, I'd love talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for lending your time and expertise. This is crazy. I From the very first time you kind of brought it up to us to now it's kind of going everywhere. And I can only imagine it going a lot bigger from here. So really excited that you were able to come on and talk to us about this. I certainly learned a lot. And yeah, we'll see what the future holds. Things will probably maybe even like blow up for the next couple of months. So yeah. yeah. No, thanks. Thanks for having me. And again, I, I don't think it's it's a bubble. I think it's it's here to stay. It's another awesome space to just explore. And um, yeah, I'm excited for the future. If you've made it this far, I just wanted to say thank you for listening to Overexposed. As a token of my appreciation, I'll be offering a free 20 minute phone call to talk about your creative goals and how we can get you there. Just shoot me an email at wendy at pexels.com or send us a DM at pexels on Instagram. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find our podcast. And finally, don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with someone you think would also love it. Until next time, I'm Wendy and it's been a pleasure to share this time with you.